Alright everybody, welcome to another episode of Movie Talks and Chill. We are your hosts, I am Tony Serrato. I am Gavin Butts. I am Patrick Wall. And in this episode, Mr. Gavin, what are we talking? We are talking about plot twists. The twist in the plot. The scenes you never saw coming. Ooh. Or did you? <laughs> the entire genre and Night Shyamalan has based his career on. Pretty yes, much. exactly. Pretty much. Yes. Exactly. Yes. So that, you know, we'll just start there. <laughs> yeah. Start with the sixth sense and just go from there. Go from there. Um, I, think, <laughs> I think at the beginning we do have to send a spoiler alert. So even though these yes. movies are yeah. older and you should have seen them, Patrick, just like you, you should have seen them. <laughs> Uh, there is going to be a lot of telltales on this. We're going to ruin spoilers. a lot of movies. Yep. <laughs> yep. And if we accidentally get some of the twists wrong, we might ruin a lot of the fans. I was going to say, if we haven't already ruined a lot of movies before. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> so, plot twist. So, you get a movie, you're into it, you're watching it, it's going one way, it's going straight, you think it's about to end, and bam, it takes a 90 degree left turn on and you. bam, Bruce Willis has been dead the whole time. <laughs> yes. How did they know? That's why he saw him. Spoiler! Yeah. <laughs> What's fun is we're not going to tell you what movie that's a spoiler for. So you just have to watch yeah, all of to, Bruce Wallace's... Bruce Wallace's? Yeah, you have to watch all of Bruce Willis's oh, Bruce movies. Wallace. Bruce Wallace. <laughs> this is like the Lisp version today. <laughs> Ruth Wallace. So Ruth Wallace, he's in a very awful movie. <laughs> but I'm glad you've seen it. So at least, <laughs> yes, I've at seen least, the sixth sense. Okay, good deal. Um, so yeah, I, now though, man, I don't know how you guys feel about this, but now when they do trailers and movies, they almost try to put it out to you that there's going to be a twist. Right. I don't know if you guys have noticed yeah. that, and I don't think I like that anymore. Like I don't want it. I don't want to know what's coming. Like that was the whole enjoyment of her that was the whole like shocker that yeah. as soon as you're done you're calling every friend of yours have you saying, seen it can yeah. I spoil it for you no. <laughs> do we you have to see talk this. about this you gotta see this man right. it's gonna have an ending you're not gonna know what's gonna happen and it's great um, but now they almost like it's a thrill ride with an unsuspected turn at the right. end yeah. it's like thank you it's like this a is co- a kids movie yeah. <laughs> it's Muppets go on a Halloween <laughs> <laughs> in a world where you don't know what Muppet is which <laughs> you'll never Gonzo see Gonzo and Rizzo get yeah. in a haunted house <laughs> and then what <laughs> waka 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 yeah. damn it Fozzie yeah. who knew he was the killer like Muppets meet Clue. <laughs> I would watch the shit out of that. <laughs> but you guys are laughing. God damn delightful! I would watch that movie. I want that movie. It's the goddamn delightful thrill Disney ride Plus. of the summer. Disney Plus. We have an idea. Yep. So we got Universal calling us for baby, baby Harry Potter, baby Harry Potter, and now we're talking to WB. I think he does the Muppets. Yep. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so basically but, our podcast is now just brainstorming sessions for yes, pitch ideas yes. Yes. is anybody writing any of these down luckily we're recording it so yeah. I can go back we have proof yeah. Yeah. <laughs> do you really want to go back through 15 hours of this to see which things we're working on I can't even believe I sat here for 15 hours <laughs> <laughs> oh dude but now, so like I said I think that's what it's missing too it, it's just I like the fact that you didn't know what was going to happen I don't mind if they say something like it's going to keep you on the edge of your seat or like it is mm-hmm. the thrill ride right. of the summer um, 
you know, and stuff like that. But I think they kind of give it away. <clears throat> and the reason why I don't like that now is because I analyze everything. So when I know there might be a twist and I'm sitting there, I'm not even really watching the movie. I'm just paying attention to the tidbits to see if I can figure it out. And then by the end of the movie, I'm like, either I was right or I was wrong. But I'm like, what the fuck happened to the rest of it? Like, <laughs> I have to go back and rewatch it again. <clears throat> then I don't want to because I already figured it out. <laughs> so, um, of course, we got to ask this question first. Favorite plot twist movie of yours? Ooh. Saw. That is honestly my because I did not see that ending coming where Jigsaw was the the dead body laying in the middle of the room. Yeah, it gets them all the bloody. Yep. Time, yep. Yeah. yep. And he he held the beeper with the shocking everyone. He's like, I'm gonna kill you. Yep, I'm gonna leave you here to die. <laughs> <laughs> and then you see the bones in like Saw three. I think they wind up in the same cellar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was the dude, like, you're, well, at the end of Saw 1, you think, all right, well, the guy cut his foot off, and now he's leaving. Okay, mm-hmm. good. No, nope, you find his bones in the hallway. <laughs> no, actually, he lives. He starts a support group in Saw 4, oh. I think. Oh, I thought that was his bones. <clears throat> no, the, the guy who didn't cut off his foot, and his bones are in the cellar still. Gotcha, okay. Because mm-hmm. uh, Clive, uh, not, Carrie Elwes, he starts a support group for Jigsaw Survivors. He was the guy in Saw 4 in the beginning. And then he becomes one of the Jigsaw prophets or whatever. Like, followers. Yeah. Like, he starts setting up traps and shit. Goddamn traps. <laughs> that was not goddamn delightful. <laughs> that was anything but. So, no, I do like... I, I agree. Saw, mm-hmm. Saw had a good one. You got one, uh, Gavin? Um, yeah. Um, oddly enough, I'm going to go with Tom Cruise. Um, and, you know, I like... I like Oblivion. Okay. Um, so the the kind of premise of this movie is I don't know if you, Patrick, I'm not even going to ask. <laughs> Tony, you say I can define Oblivion, Oblivion yeah. for you, but I don't think that's <laughs> that part is a of movie. The movie. That is indeed a movie. <laughs> <laughs> so it's um, it, it's on like it's on Earth where there's like been this catastrophic war that's happened, and you wake up with. Um, but isn't this the one where he keeps reliving the same day over and over again? No. No, with... no, no. That's one with Emily Blunt. Yeah. No. That's, no. um... Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow, That's yes. what that movie's called. So, in this one, he's, um, he's a, a tech guy, an, an engineer, and he goes around and fixes these drones. Well, basically, the drones are tasked with, um, protecting these hydro rigs that are, uh, sucking up all the water on Earth, and the premise is they're supposed to be taking that he's him and this other controller have been left behind they're part of the few people that have been left behind they're going to titan Mm. the new moon which is the where the rest of the earth colony is went so that's that's the story that you're fed in the beginning well he's keeps having this like recurring weird dream about this other girl what's supposed to be the person that he's with is supposed to like be his his woman or whatever like his wife but it's not he's actually married to somebody else and so like there's these um i can't remember like total recall it's almost kind of like that but Mm -hmm. there's these other i can't remember what the um what the name for them is called like the aliens that have invaded and like destroyed everything so he thinks that he's um he's fighting them or that they, you know, they've been fighting and he's just up there, you know, helping keep the hydro rigs running so that they can go join the rest of Earth on mm-hmm. on, uh, on Titan, the moon around Saturn. <clears throat> and all reality, he's been 
he's basically a clone and he's been reprogrammed. The things that they're fighting are humans. The last humans that have actually survived the war, the thing that he's helping is, it's called the Tet and it's like a alien hive mind. It came to Earth to steal the water to keep hydropower going and that's basically how it survives. It goes planet to planet getting all the natural resources. So it captured him and a bunch of other astronauts, um, or rather two other astronauts, him and the basically the girl that's with him. Hmm. They were captured, cloned. So the first wave was just Tom Cruise going around, just mindless, going around killing people. And then after that, after the big war hit and all the stuff went down, he was just left behind, and there's <coughs> several of him. So he has his own sector he can't go to. So finally, he like gets captured by uh, um, Samuel, oh, not Samuel, uh, Morgan Freeman. Yep. He's kind of leading the resistance for the for the actual people there. And he's like, "All right, well, you're gonna, you know, you're not gonna believe me, but go to one of your radiation zones." He's like, "They." He tells him everything that's happened, and he's like, "No, I don't believe you. You're you're insane. This is crazy." So he goes there, and he sees himself. Like, so he's, there's a standoff of, okay, well, he's like Tech 49. Mm. The other guy is Tech 37 or whatever. And he's like, wait, and it's literally a mirror image of each other. And that's the big plot twist that, that just comes out of nowhere. Like, holy shit, he was right. He've been, you've been hunting humans this whole time, not like this alien race. You're working for the alien race. <laughs> they are your employer. <laughs> So yeah, that one threw me off massively. Well, now I don't need to see the movie. No, I, no, you don't. But I, I have it if you want. <laughs> <laughs> there is stuff in between. You yeah, know, yeah, I'm I sure there's. You missed some drinking. I didn't mention and... him. You know, finally finding his wife. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow! I feel like I've seen the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Was it goddamn delightful? <laughs> no, it had no Muppets. Yeah. <laughs> That was a plot twist. The alien race was actually the Muppets. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's Halloween grumpy costumes. up there. It's grumpy up there in his trash can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, grumpy, sorry. That's Sesame oh. Street, damn yeah. it. Touche. <laughs> oh, they're still Muppety. Yeah. <laughs> they're still Muppety. Oh, yeah, yeah. real grouchy ass. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd have to say, I mean, there's, there's so many that I have loved. It's actually, I asked the question, but of course it's going to be difficult for me to answer the question, but... Um, I'll talk, we'll talk about the others too, but I will say one of my favorites is The Usual Suspects. By that look, you have not seen it. Nope. (laughs) Alright, so The Usual Suspects, again, a big cast, Kevin Spacey's in it, and it's got, it's basically all these different previous criminals are all, they're the usual suspects, so there's been this big crime that happened, so they always are the guys that they bring in for questioning. Mm. And some of them have worked together with each other, some haven't. Um, everybody's a little different, but Kevin Spacey's character, is, he's got like a messed up leg, so he's always like gimping around and stuff, and it's all about the cops interviewing them one-on-one, and then them talking in the jail cell together. And uh, as it's going through, you know, they talk about this guy, Kaiser Sose, who's supposedly the big guy behind everything. And nobody's supposedly ever seen Kaiser Sose, but everybody's terrified of him. I remember one of the characters, I can't remember his name, but he said, I'll tell you one thing. He's like, you know, 
I don't fear God, but I am scared of Kaiser Soze. And um, when Kevin Spacey, each time he's getting questioned in the office, he's talking about all this other stuff. Like he keeps, he answers a question, but then veers off and just talking about random things. <clears throat> Cut to the end. They all ended up being involved in a heist together. So it does some flashback mm. stuff. And cut to the very end, and they get let go because they can't figure out who it is or they have to let him go legally. And Kevin Spacey's walking, and <clears throat> it cuts back to the detective that was interviewing them, and it's replaying what Kevin Spacey was saying. And as he's looking around, he's just talking about shit that's in his office. Mm. So it's like stuff he sees on the guy's calendar. Oh, I've seen that trope that. in like a bunch of movies. Yeah, but then what happens is as Kevin Spacey, as he's, you could just hear him talking you just hear his voice of what he already said and the detective trying yeah. to figure it out and he goes running out to try to find him and as kevin spacey's walking he's slowly not gimping anymore and it basically turns out he is actually kaiser sose and that's uh, like why nobody would talk about him because he was there with them and he ended up being the big mastermind behind it all but the way they do it it's really really so that's cool. where two of those tropes came from the mm-hmm. limping and then going straight um vertical mm-hmm. and the talking about like oh i remember this one time i was uh my head was in the clouds, and then it was trying to stick to the walls like Spider-Man. Those two photos that I could see in my living room. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so that's uh, because again, <laughs> you're just trying to figure out who the hell it is. Like you're not even worried really so much about the Kaiser Soze character. You're curious, but that's that's where the big twist comes in. Is you're more trying to figure out which one of these guys is going to either confess or, mm. and it's it's one of the Baldwin's that's in it. <clears throat> I think it's Stephen Baldwin. Uh, he did have a short run in the 90s. Yeah. So, yeah, that in Biodome, I think, was yeah. <laughs> like his claim to fame. But <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you got the usual suspects that he did Biodome. Yeah, well, he did that movie Shore with Keenan Ivan, Ivan, uh, Ivan Waynes. Um, what's it called? I'm not sure. I remember I loved that movie. It was really bad, but I liked it. But, you know, like I said, that, that's one of my one of my favorites. But there's so many out there. I don't know. I'm not even going to ask you, Patrick. But... <laughs> One of the other ones that I really liked, I'm not sure if you've seen this, Identity with John Cusack. I love that movie. You've seen it? Oh my my god, that's a plot twist right there! (laughs) (laughs) I was not expecting that to happen. That was goddamn delightful. (laughs) Identity. Fled, that's the movie I was talking about. I don't think so. So... It's another big cast. It's got the mm. guy from Scrubs. I can't remember his Is that name. Galif- not Galifianakis. No, um, like the kind of taller, goofier looking one. <clears throat> but it's got him, John Cusack, uh, Amanda Peet's in it, mm-hmm. um, Ray Liotta's in it. Uh, so basically it just begins at these people are driving at night. It's like pouring rain. Mm-hmm. And there's a road that's it's, it's flooded out. Like you can't get past it. So they go back and go to a motel. And it's all these groups of people, and one of the guys, their car breaks down. I think it's the guy from Scrubs, <clears throat> him and his wife, and their kid are driving their car, or their tire blows out, and the wife steps out and she's talking to her husband, she's like <clears throat> in the like near the road, like she's basically almost on the road. And John Cusack is a uh, limo driver, and he's driving this actress, and he's doing something unpaid, accidentally hits the wife. <clears throat> and he used to do like medic work or like stuff. John C. So, McGinley. That's what you're talking yeah. about. And so they race her and they get her to the hotel. And then John Cusack's trying to get to help. And then he runs into Amanda Pete, who was, she's an ex prostitute or trying to get John out of Cusack town. John Cusack is the detective, I think we should. No, no, he's not a detective. I thought he was a detective. No, he's a limo driver. And he used, he used to be like a medic. He's basically just 
hanging around. He used to be a cop years before he quit. Yes, that's what it was. He thinking. quit. And uh, so anyway, they all and just other people end up at the hotel or the motel, and you know it's this real rundown place, and it's raining the entire time. Yeah, you know it's pitch black outside. It's raining, and then Ray Liotta comes in, and he's a cop transporting a prisoner who is uh, Jake Busey. And so they all end up, and so he keeps the prisoner. He was transporting him, but he keeps him locked up and chained. Well, anyway, throughout the story, all of a sudden, people start disappearing. Like, just gone. Yeah, not <laughs> dying, just gone. And what happens is whenever someone disappears, their key number is left. Because it's on, like, a, their motel key is on a keychain. Right. So it's like, you know, one, two, three. And they look at it. I think it was seven? Yes. Ten or ten or seven is what it started I out. I think it's so, seven. It gets they they see the key in the number seven, <clears throat> and then it goes on, and they're you know everybody starts panicking and they're trying to figure it all out, and then somebody's like, "Well, I'm going outside," and they all go outside afterwards, and the person's gone, they're nowhere to be found, and it's like you see the key on there, it's like six, and basically ends up like becoming a countdown, so they all think it's the ex-con or the convict, and it goes on and on and on. Spoiler coming. <laughs> yep, yep. So finally, they get to the point, and they find out that. Ray Liotta was actually an escaped prisoner as well, mm-hmm. and he was just helping him out. He killed the they were both being transported. He killed him, but he kept Jake Busey, and he's like, "Let's pretend like I'm a cop," and you know, so he's pretending. So then they think it's him. <clears throat> well, finally, it gets down to like John Cusack and one other person, and he's talking. All of a sudden, he starts hearing like Alfred Molina's voice. And he's hearing this voice talking to him, and it cuts to this other guy. He's just sitting in a room. It's this heavy set dude, mm-hmm. bald guy, and Alfred Molina is talking to me. He's sitting in front of a, a at a desk in front of all these people, like chained to a chair. It turns out that he's been suffering. He's an, he's a convict who's suffering from multiple, multiple personal. personalities. And what they were doing is he was creating this therapy to help him kill off. Or he, there was a killer personality. Right, he right. was trying to ther, you know, do a therapy to get rid of him, and really, that version of him was inside killing all the other Every- versions of him until he was the only one left. And uh, it goes through it, and, and they talk about different things throughout the movie. Like there's an orange grove that mm-hmm. that's where Amanda Pete's character was going. The whole thing is a giant metaphor. Yeah, and he's basically uh, he had, he has this rhyme that he says like when he killed people, like uh, I met a man that went away, you know. Something about the orange grove, and you know, and it's a real creepy kind of little rhyme that he says. Uh, or I met a man that wasn't there; he wasn't there again today. I pray I wish she'd go away, or something along those lines. And anyway, so John Cusack's finally there, and what it does is this: it keeps cutting back, so you see the fat guy's face, the actual guy, but then when he's talking to him, it cuts back to John Cusack, but then. It cuts back to the scene of him at the table, and it's John Cusack's face because he's the last person. And he's like, "I don't know who the killer is, Doc." He's like, "I'm trying to find out." And you know, he's like, "Well, his name's Edward. That yep. character's name is Edward." He's like, "Edward, you've got to find out basically who it is." And anyway, he keeps going back and forth, and finally, he just goes into like a trance, <clears throat> I think, if I remember correctly. And then, so the guy's sitting there, and then it finally cuts to you. Uh, you see this person walking through an orange grove or something. I think it's Amanda Pete mm-hmm. is there too. And she's like sitting there and she looks up and she's like, oh, and it ends up being the little kid. And then they cut to each scene and the little kid is in all the parts where you didn't, you never see him 
when right. the other people go out of the screen and then they show him the little kid out there killing off everybody and then he's sitting there he's just like sitting there with a bat in his hand and stuff and so it like it basically ends like that and then it goes to that rhyme again yeah. wow yeah it's a really good movie. Yeah. So, I mean, when you get to that ending, you're like, what the fuck, dude? You're yeah. like, holy shit. Well, my mind was blown when you realized all the characters were just different personalities of the psycho killer in the real world. Yep. Well, this isn't an actual plot twist, but um, I read it somewhere, and I just almost pissed myself laughing. What if, at the end of Harry Potter, um, Dave Ratcliffe just wakes up in the hospital and says, uh, you've been in a coma for eight years. <laughs> You ran into a brick wall. <laughs> <laughs> the best plot twist ever. <laughs> Harry Potter and the loss of memories. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, the, the entire eight years you were in a coma, you made this shit up. <laughs> you think there's magic in the world? Yeah. Your dad was a banker. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> He did the same thing. That's why he's dead. Yeah. Voldemort didn't kill him. He bashed his own head in. Your dad went psycho and killed your mom and himself. (laughs) Well, here's a real quick one that I am shocked you didn't bring up. But again, some people don't... It is a plot twist, but some people don't recognize it because of the style of movie it is. Empire Strikes Back. That is on my... Oh, the plot twist of... We're not going to... Let's not ruin it for the kids out there. (laughs) Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, sorry. Bye. Sorry. Vader is Luke's dad. (laughs) That that was a pretty big plot. I remember in 1988 that blew everybody's mind. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is a plot twist. It's just some people are like, but it's still Star Wars. They don't consider like plot twisty. But hey, it's one of the one of the best ones. Doesn't like rewrite the entire rest of the movie or anything like that. No, but I mean, it did blow your mind. Yeah. And then you know, in Return of the Jedi, you. Find out that you know Luke made out with his sister. Yeah. <laughs> Plot twist for me in the one is it wasn't eighties if there wasn't a little bit of incest. A little bit of incest. <laughs> oh, here's a fun fact: you made out with your sister. <laughs> <laughs> The Phantom Menace was a pl- the whole plot thing oh. was a plot twist because you thought it was going to be great and that thing sucked. <laughs> that threw you through a fucking ring. And it had Darth Maul in it. Leave it <clears> yeah, <throat> leave him alone. Everything. But else... They killed Liam Neeson, and I will not stand. <laughs> I have a very he special a very, set of skills. He has a very special set of skills. You really do with that one, man. I mean, you can like run fast. You can carry around a laser sword. Yeah. It's a laser you can win sword. bets by waving your hand. Yes. Yeah. the die. What are you doing waving your hand like that? You think he's some kind of Jedi? <laughs> oh, shit. He's on to me. <laughs> that would be... There would be great if they could cut in that speech from Liam Neeson, but into... Star Wars, like into that where he's talking to Vader, like cut oh, it to like okay. fast forward. He's like, right. I will hunt you down. <laughs> I will kill you. <laughs> well, there is one. Um, I, I saw this thing on, uh, I think it was on Facebook. It was like a scene of um, from The Last Jedi where Luke is um, training Rey. Mm-hmm. And he's like, at the height of uh, the Jedi's power, they allowed Darth Sidious to take over the galaxy and Darth Vader to be formed, kill out, and basically wipe them out. And it cuts back, and it's like some some rando playing Obi Wan. He's like, "Luke, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> that could be considered a plot twist, right? Yeah. For, for Obi. Uh, has anyone seen Shutter Island? Love yeah. that movie with Leo. Yep, yep. 
that <clears throat> that was great. Like you get that plot twist. Like you get a little bit of it each each one, but it ultimately at the ending you're like, no, wait, hold. Is he really a patient there, or was he really a freaking marshal? What the hell? <laughs> now I'm confused. Now you got me questioning me. <laughs> Where am I right now? Like, am I on fucking Shutter Island? <laughs> <laughs> this is bullshit. You blink your eyes. There's like bars in front of you. Like, no! <laughs> you I wake up. I'm in like a prison uniform. Yeah. No. <laughs> I didn't even drink last night, man. <laughs> <laughs> what about Unbreakable? Oh, it's a great movie. Oh, it's a great plot twist. Mm-hmm. Sam Jackson was the villain the whole yeah. time mm-hmm. trying to find his Superman. I haven't seen the sequel, Glass, I think it's called. Well, Split was first. Yeah. And then, and then Glass is... I haven't I've, seen Split. No. That one's actually... Yeah, yeah, got a pretty good. Uh, so really? Split was technically the. Oh, Bruce Willis was in it for like five seconds at the very end of the movie. I already know the ending, that's why I haven't seen it. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's in all of all three of them are in Mr. Glass. Yeah, so I know that one, and I really wanted to see that one, but I haven't seen it yet. What? What I liked about uh, Split, you've seen Split, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. When they're, I've seen them all at the very end. Are you going to plan on seeing it anytime soon? Or am I uh, anytime soon? Probably not, but I do plan on seeing it. He is in the very end, Bruce, but it's like. It's just a millisecond. Yeah. Like, like, he, like, looks up from the um, counter drinking a coffee or something like that. Yeah, because they're watching, like, they're watching the news about, you know, this the killer guy from Split, and he's sitting there, and he's and like... And they were talking about the train wreck that he was on. Mm, yep. Gotcha. And then you just see him get up, and <clears throat> basically, he's got to go to work now. <laughs> he's like, well, I guess I know what I gotta do. Yeah. <laughs> Put down my coffee. <laughs> Fuck, I was trying to eat my eggs. And I like, they, they still had the same kid as... Grown up as his son. Oh, really? In Mr. Glass. Oh, yeah. okay. That's cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Although, Good. you find out that um, the guy from Split is actually technically in Unbroken. James McAvoy? No, he, he's not not the not oh. the actor, but his character. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay, that's yeah. cool. That's right. Mm-hmm. Young, young Charles Xavier. Yeah. Who knew? Yeah. knew? McAvoy or Stewart. The guy's got yeah. range. The timelines are so confusing. Dead or alive, you're coming with me. <laughs> Those are all good. And like you said earlier, Patrick, too, it's basically any one of M. Night Shyamalan yeah. Ding Dong's movies is going to be <laughs> going to be a plot twist. And I, I, and I like all of them, too. There's, there's one that's it's not his... Um, it is another plot. Number one, the movie is confusing to begin with. There's so many things going on. It's it's an awesome movie. It's called Memento. I've heard oh, of it. Yeah. I've never seen it. Yeah. So you have seen it, right? Mm-hmm. I know you have not seen it. I right? just said it. <laughs> I just said that is a movie, though. <laughs> that is a movie. <laughs> Wait. It, it, so here's the confusing part. Number one, there is a plot twist at the very end, and it's a guy looking for his wife, and or not? Yeah. Or looking for his wife's killer. Mm-hmm. His wife supposedly was killed um, because of the trauma he had, or he had an accident. He basically has short term, no short term memory, mm-hmm. so he can talk for only about four minutes, and then he forgets how it started, and then everything else before it. Like he remembers stuff way back, but anything that happens, like every five or so minutes, he doesn't remember anything mm-hmm. that happened. So he has, he has like. All these post-it notes, he leaves notes for himself, and any important clue to find his wife's killer, he has tattooed on his body. Oh. And he's working with uh, uh, Joe Pantaleona's character, um, who's a, I guess, he was a private eye. Yeah. 
and he's helping them. And every time he sees them, the, the guy's character's name is Lenny. Hmm. And every time uh, Joe Pantaleone's like, Lenny! He's like, do I? He's like, I, do I know your Did I tell you about my condition? He's like, only every time I see you. <laughs> <laughs> and so the plot twist to the movie is at the very end, he accidentally killed his own wife. She was a diabetic and he kept forgetting. He kept giving her insulin because he kept forgetting. Mm. And she went into shock and died. Shot. But I don't know what, somehow whatever happened, he staged it or something to where he needed to give himself purpose. Like he couldn't accept that he killed her. Mm. So he went up and made himself look for this person. So he had met uh, that PI guy a while back and he's been helping him kind of erase clues or kind of send him on this uh, grand you know, journey. Yeah. On this track uh, that's never going to end. So he ends up knowing it too, knowing all about it and helping him. And he doesn't believe him. He thinks that he's the killer. And so he ends up killing him. <laughs> but he's been helping him the whole time to like, just try to get rid of this. Or just, just to let him give him something to do. Mm. But the mm. interesting portion about why I said the movie's got a whole lot going on is because there's half the movies in black and white, half it's in color. But it keeps going back and forth. So you see like a black and white portion of it and then a color portion of it. Black mm. and white color. Once you've seen it about seven times, you figure out, it took me about three or four to get this, that the color portion of the movie is running from end of the movie to the middle. The black and white is running from the beginning to the middle. And mm -hmm. every time a, a scene starts, it's always at the end of the last scene and it goes backwards. So the movie, it's, it's That like, hurt. Yeah. That, that sentence hurt physically. Like, yeah. what? <laughs> yeah, so like then it's hurt physically. Yeah. So it's like when you get to the like I have a headache now because of that. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's like the movie's running basically backwards, but only if you really watch it, it's only running halfway backwards because the other black and white I is may running puke. forward. Like, I'm now, my stomach is now upset. So like it's moved from my head. Uh, how did head. I all of a sudden get vertigo? If, right? If, if why you, am I dizzy? If you can survive making it through the movie, because it's a phenomenal movie, it's really mm. good, and you're just like, holy fuck. It reminds me a lot of the movie Clean Slate. Definitely not as funny or yeah. filled with Dana Carvey antics, but yeah. <laughs> it reminds me of the movie uh, Clean Slate. But I mean, like I say, if you can make it through there and you like can follow it, and then you get to that ending, and you're like, I feel like I would Jesus. get motion sickness if I watched that movie. It's, it doesn't move. It's, <laughs> it's I painted not the Blair Witch Project. Yeah, <laughs> I, I painted a very colorful picture for you, but that's... which plot twist? Fake. Yep. <laughs> yep. So recommended uh, Memento. Definitely a good movie to watch, check out. Hmm. It does sound like an interesting movie, but once again, it sounds like I would get sick. But the thing is, or most... cry. One of those two things would happen. <laughs> or cry. So here's the thing. Or cry because I got sick. Yeah. When I figured <laughs> or out... Or get sick from crying too hard. <laughs> well, when I figured out about how the movie runs, that was accidental. I was like, why is this... Something seems different here. So I watched it like, like two more times and I figured out... That's some big brain energy you're throwing out did, right now. It did. And uh, so I, I work for a world leading consulting firm, and I can't grasp this. <laughs> <laughs> well, I told my friend about it who had seen it a couple times, and I'm like, "Isn't that cool? How like the black and whites running from the beginning to the middle, and the colors running from the end to the middle?" And he's like, "I didn't what?" And I'm like, "Watch it again." He's like, "Holy shit, this is actually where I'm like, yep." I feel like I had to quit my job because I'm yeah. no longer smart enough to do it. <laughs> I literally made you dumber. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Simple no would have been fine. Yeah. <laughs> I roared you no points and may God have mercy on your soul. <laughs> uh, but that's that's a couple of my notes. That was also up in there when I was trying to 
think of my favorite because mm. that is definitely up there. It's it's, it's uh, it sounds movie. like a very good and confusing movie. It can be. Yeah, it's definitely a multi multi sit down watch. You're not you're not getting through it once. And sober. Like, you know, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Watching that messed up. I don't think I could do it. No. I I, I like hit end. Like what the fuck did I just watch? Like honestly, what was that? <laughs> we we walk in and just be like paralyzed. <laughs> Ah! <laughs> Took Tony advice and I tried to watch it backwards and frontwards. Now I broke myself. And <laughs> <laughs> just, just come in, just we walk in trying to get set up one day. Hey, Patrick, how's it going? We just see the movie. <laughs> Are you watching it in reverse? Yeah. Sicko! <laughs> I just look like Charlie from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia trying to deliver the mail. Like, <laughs> all the lines, all the mail taped up. Smoking a cigarette, it looked like I haven't like bathed in three days. I figured it out. Tony was only half right about the movie. Damn it! <laughs> You're wrong, man. Uh, so you get um trying to think of some others here. Uh, Fight Club had a great oh, twist. yes, yes, absolutely, yeah. absolutely yep. great twist. Yeah, I know we talked about that uh, in our previous episode about adaptations, but mm-hmm. Fight Club's uh, twist at the end, where Edward Norton was Brad Pitt at the same time. Is, is this a test? Yeah. You're Mr. Dirt. Yep. <laughs> what? Right. Tyler Durden. Tyler Durden. Wait. Well, I just... in death a person has a name. <laughs> His name is Robert Coulson. His name is Robert Coulson. <laughs> or where Brad Pitt was having sex with the the girl, yeah. and then Edward Norton was just like an ass to her, and like she's like fuck you, yeah. and he's like what? I didn't just said hello. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, if you watch that really closely, uh, once I saw the end for the first time, I first mm. saw it and got the end. And you go back through and watch it, literally, they are, they are never the three of them in the same room at the same time. Nope. Yeah. They're not one moment. Really so good like, directing. Yeah. <laughs> and writing and acting. Yeah. It's just a great movie. It is yeah. delightful. It's, it's <laughs> goddamn delightful. I recommend Fight Club and the Muppet Halloween. <laughs> watch them back to back. I suggest Muppets first, but to each their own. Yeah. <laughs> um, has anyone seen the movie Mr. Brooks? With Kevin Costner. Yes, I have. And uh, Dana... Dana da- the, Dan Carvey. Dana, no, no I mean, uh, Dan Cook. Dan Cook, yep. Yeah. Where he's a serial killer yeah. and he wants to be a serial killer, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a very good movie. Yeah, it's... Sounds like the whole nine yards. It's basically... No, no, no. It's, <laughs> it's very similar to one you do know. Um, the whole nine yards? No, Raising Cain. You think I've seen that movie? Didn't you? I thought you said you had. <laughs> no. <laughs> Do you know another Patrick? John Lithgow? <laughs> Do you know another Patrick? John Lithgow is a serial killer? I thought you said you'd seen it. I seen Dexter, and he was a serial killer in that. Yeah. Okay, never mind. I'm sorry. It's like Razor Kane. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so... In Mr. Brooks, the uh, Kevin Costner plays this, this serial killer who is excellent at what he does. Mm. And he, like... He defines it... It's... He's not really a killer. He defines it as his sickness and something that he had. Now, he doesn't really... Sounds like Dexter the movie. Kind of, yeah. Um, He doesn't, like, feel remorseful about what he's done. He doesn't clean up the crime scene. Like, he leaves everything there to be found. He'll generally put the bodies, like, in, like, a loving position. Um, Like, you know, they'll be in an embrace Hmm. when they find them, but... Everything that he does, like the he maps out, he stalks these people and maps out their day when they're going to be alone. How, um, you know, what windows are around? What angles can he get into the house? How can he not be seen? How can he be seen? Like 
he draws all of this and that's his process of getting and then finally the release is you know him actually getting to follow through but then he goes home and he's got like this he's like some kind of sculptor right yes and he's got like this huge furnace in his garage which is his <clears throat> quote unquote workstation so he's built a uh, uh, just this little um, cubby underneath there where all of his stuff goes mm. that's the only place he has any kind of memento or whatever but everything, whenever he does a job, he takes off everything and gets naked and basically cries. And throws, As one does. And throws all his shit into the furnace. So anything that could have been, like if he left any fibers or whatever at the crime scene, well, that is all now destroyed. Oh. Um, bullets, he doesn't even leave <coughs> behind. He's got, he has, he walks around with a zip-tied plastic bag over the gun he uses so it catches the shells. No. Like, well, he didn't want to pull a leaner on a crappio from Inception and catch it as it ejects from the handgun? Yes. <laughs> That's too much work for this guy. So Plastic bag works just well. So the plot twist comes <coughs> in. There, mean, there's, sense. there's two major ones. Number one, uh, Dane Cook is like this photographer and he the the people that he ends up killing, they usually leave their, they're kind of voyeurs. So they leave their windows open and they bang all night for the apartment building next <laughs> next door to see. So, Dane Cook, photographer, he just sets it up in, like, he's already got a studio portion set up at angled to he's their He's got room. a 4K camera before yes. 4K is invented. <laughs> exactly. It's just like video recording the amateur <laughs> porn going across the street. So, he's over there <laughs> taking pictures of everything and ends up tracking Kevin Costner down. And fi- he's the owner of this company. Oh, really? Like, so he's... That's the big thing. He's like this huge, well-known businessman. (laughs) (laughs) He's just a serial killer. Yeah. And so, well, he doesn't want to turn him in. He wants to become him. Oh. So it's like the murderer's apprentice. Right. And so, like, the whole whole time he's going through it, he's like, you know, teaching him, you do this, you do that, you know, you you watch out for this this guy. Like, uh, Dane Cook's trying to pick out who he's going to kill. He's like, all right. So they're driving around, and this truck cuts them off. He's like, ooh, I really want to fucking kill that guy. He's like, all right, well, who do you want to kill? Do you want to kill the driver of the truck? Maybe that's not his truck. Do you want to kill the owner of the truck? Like, he's asking him <laughs> all these things. He's like, wait, now you're talking me out of killing the guy that just cut me off? <laughs> <laughs> so through the whole thing, Kevin Costner is, like, kind of fed up with the life that he's been in. And he has to be stopped. So he, the only way he thinks that he can stop him is, okay, he's going to take Dan Cook on this murder run, and then Dan Cook's going to kill him at the end. Hmm. Done. He's like, this is my end. That's, that's cool. So the, but they finally get out there, and the scene turns around. Other things happen. His daughter has, like, went up to school or whatever, and when she, when she was up there, she ended up murdering, like, I think her roommate or ex-boyfriend or something and like completely left a trail of shit up there like people the the fbi comes there or either the fbi or the u.s marshals they come there track her down and they're like hey you know what all happened and he realizes that it's only a matter of time before she ends up um you know they end up catching her and Mm -hmm. she or either she slips up again so the big the big plot twist at the very end was a he ends up killing Dane Cook and frames him for all the murders that he was redoing. Oh damn! And he's like, "I've got to, I've got to stay around and save, you know, help my daughter through this." 
And then, like, the very end scene is him having a nightmare of going into her room and she stabs him in the neck and kills him. Oh. I mean, that is definitely a nightmare. <laughs> well, when your daughter follows in the footsteps, you yeah. tend to worry about that happening. It, yeah. <laughs> That's like, so he, and uh, the other side note on there, he's got this guy, I can't remember the the name of the actor that plays him. He's like the dark, like the dark guy on the show. Oh, okay. But he's, yep. he talks to him all the time. Yep. And that that's like he he rationales with him like what he's doing, what he's trying to get to, and all that other stuff. Was it a different person? Yeah, it's a different person. It wasn't... It's been a while since I've seen it, because I knew he, he talked to somebody, but I, I thought it was very much like Raising King, because in that one, they, it was identical. He looked yeah. like... But... No, this is a completely different guy. And that's <laughs> okay. that's how that's how he like pictures it, is like, okay, well, no, it's... I'm not the one that's doing it. You are. Yes. And they ends up having a fight with him. It was like, no, I kept us alive for all these, you know, this whole time. Yep. <laughs> you did nothing, you know. Like it's it's kind of almost like a uh, Fight Club, mm. you know, standoff that they have. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> but he's he's really not there. <laughs> it's really just all in his head. <laughs> it's like Fight Club meets Identity. There you yeah. go. <laughs> that sounds like a dope movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's very good. It was actually it was it was real underrated too. I don't think there was like yeah. a big big release for it. I mean, it, it was out in theaters, but mm. I don't think it was like massive. And uh, Demi Moore is in it. She plays the cop tracking down. Yep. Um, who's or Mr. Brooks? So. Mm-hmm. And that's what they kind of call him as Mr. Brooks. Yeah, that's cool. Mr. Brooks. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> um, I don't know if you've seen this movie. I know you have. I think we've talked about this movie, uh, Dark City. Wait, silence for both of you. Have we talked about that? Yeah, I think it's a, one of uh, Kiefer Sutherland's greatest movies. Dark City. I'm you get not. crickets from both of you. Wow. Nope. Is this how you feel all the time? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 Yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to bask in this for yeah. a minute. Yeah, take, take a moment. Take right? a moment and enjoy. That is a movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I don't even know the main actor. I know Kiefer Sutherland plays a doctor on it. Um, and he goes around giving injections to people. Uh, Jennifer Connelly is in it. She's the Thanks. love interest. Um, I looked at... Rufus Swell. Do you know that actor? I'd have to see the face. Rufus Swell? Swell. S-E-W-E-L-L. I don't know. Kind of looks like uh, Mad Mickelson. I'm not that familiar. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. Okay. Sorry. Um, But you basically, you follow (laughs) Rufus here. His name is John Murdoch. And um, you just, he starts noticing things about the city that just aren't right. Like, you'll see... Um, a policeman one day, and then the next day he's a construction worker. Or you'll see um, a husband and wife in just absolute poverty, like 1920s poverty. He's wearing like a, a white wife beater, and she's just smoking a cigarette, and they're both eating out of cans. And then the next time you see him, they are in the richest apartment you've ever seen in your entire life. And no one, he's like, well, that's fucking weird. Right. <laughs> um, but you're following John. Can and I stay in this one? <laughs> right? Yeah. And you're following John. He's going around. And then there are these people in, um, like, black hats, trench coats, and sunglasses just going around making everybody sleep. They're like, sleep. And then they just redo their lives. Like, you're no longer poor. You are now rich. Um, but John Murdoch um, and Jennifer Connelly, sooner or later, they go around. They started noticing things. Like, people are changing. There's never any sun. It's always dark. It's always nighttime. And one of the black hat and sunglasses guys, when you first see him, he's like, sleep. And he just like gently like 
slowly and gently says, go to sleep. And towards the end of the movie, he's like, sleep! And people are just like slamming their heads on the on the, on the tables and stuff. Um, and then finally you meet uh, Keith Fitzgerald's character, the Doctor. Basically, um, the twist at the end is the city is a spaceship. And um, John Murdoch, or Rufus, whatever his name is, and Jennifer Connelly would kidnap from Earth and the black sunglasses guys are aliens trying to learn how to be like humans. So they're just changing everything. Like, how would you act in this scenario? Mm-hmm. How is this different from that one? Huh. So they wipe their minds every 24 hours or something, and then they just restart up. But um, Rufus or John Murdoch, they learn this, they defeat the aliens, and then John Murdoch becomes captain of the ship or whatever, and starts, they paint the point the starship towards the sun. It's always bright and sunny. They're always on a beach. Jennifer Connelly forgets that John Murdoch is a thing that they fell in love and had sex three scenes earlier. (laughs) (laughs) But the big plot twist is you're on an alien spaceship controlled by aliens, and now you have psychic powers to redesign the entire city. Wow. Spoilers. I like it. Yeah. I I honestly have not seen that before. Wow. This is how you feel. All the time. Yeah. You feel the glory, you know, don't you? This is amazing. This is is delightful. (laughs) More than delightful. This is kick ass. (laughs) Well, I'll talk about um, something that's, I'm not going to say it's brand new. It's, It's newer, but it's at least well over six, seven years old by now. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe even a little bit more than that. That I think had a pretty good plot twist is Now You See Me. Yes. Well, the yes. magicians. The... Yeah, is that the one with the Lex Luthor? What's his name? Yes, uh, Jesse Eisenberg. Uh, yes, yes, Jesse Eisenberg. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Him, uh, what's his name? Franco's brother. James Franco's younger brother. Donnie, no. Whatever his name is. He's... Other Franco. Yeah, Other Franco. And Woody Harrelson and all <laughs> yeah. them, but... Like, the second one, that one had a little bit twist, too, but the first one, that was a, a really good Oh, yeah, that twist. was the big one. Yeah. yeah. Where it ended up being that, you know, Mark well, Ruffalo was the, well, the guy behind it all. It, it's kind of almost like, you know, the the very first um, Hangover. Yeah. Like, you know, oh, shit, he's been on the roof the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, then, you know, they made three of those. You're like, all right, who's missing now? <laughs> I thought I, I, you know, that was just a quick one. Obviously, it wasn't like <clears throat> I thought it was a good movie, but it wasn't like show stopping to me. Yeah. It's yeah. entertaining, right? Um, I would tell people about it, but it's not something like, oh my god, you have to see this. You know, it's not one of those type movies. Mm. Um, one I thought kind of is is Fallen and Denzel Washington. I'm not sure if you've seen that. The, the only plot twist Denzel movie I know is Book of Eli. Okay, so this one's actually. Pretty cool. Have you seen it? No. Fallen? <clears throat> it's, um, he's a cop, or detective, uh, Denzel Washington, and the whole movie starts out with him, like, on the ground, and you hear him, like, this voiceover of him, and he's like, did I ever tell you about the time I almost died? That's how the movie begins. And then it cuts to the beginning of the movie, mm-hmm. and what it is, is he witnesses this guy at a, you know, at execution, he's in mm-hmm. the electric chair. And basically, the whole purpose, the whole point of the movie is that every that the person who was in the electric chair went to jail because they killed people, and it wasn't really them. It was this fallen angel, demon angel named Azazel. Hmm. And so, every time a body dies, it has to be within a certain distance. It has to get to another body, or else it'll permanently 
cease to be. <clears throat> Basically die again. And throughout the movie, he starts figuring it out. He starts figuring out, like, he buys into it. Like, he didn't believe it at first, but then he, he believes it, and he figures out that this is a demon, and there's a, a telltale sign, like, it just jumps around to people, so it starts fucking with him, because he knows it's after him, and he always sings, time is on my side. Like, that's how he knows it's him. So there's a scene where he's, like, running around, and you see, like, one person, they're whistling it, and then he's running after them, and the next thing you know, another person down the way is whistling it, and... I believe John Goodman's in it as well, but it gets to near the end, and he's like, I'm going to kill this motherfucker. So he gets the demon who's in somebody, I want to say it might have been John Goodman or somebody else, and he has to kill him, and he takes him out into the middle of nowhere in this cabin near the in the woods, cabin in the woods. <laughs> Very small cabin, not like that one. Um, <laughs> and so he basically says, hey, if this person dies and the demon's... Um, got to get to me he's like i'll just kill myself and he's like and then there's nothing else around and and he'll be gone so that's what he's willing to do so it finally happens he gets inhibited and i think he took pills or something or injected himself with with some poison beforehand because he's like laughing he's telling him he's like you know i'm i'm on my way out basically in a nutshell he's like you got this is the only place you can go <clears throat> so he possesses him, and he's trying to get away, and he's crawling, and then finally he, like, dies on the ground. And then you hear the voice again, and he's like, or you see this little mouse or squirrel or something, and it starts chirping, and it's basically, it jumped into it, and he's like, I see, he's like, you gotta remember, I told you the time I almost died. And then that's the end of the movie. <laughs> wow. So, it's, it's like, it's suspenseful. It's a good fucking movie. It sounds like it. Put it on the list. <laughs> Put it on the list. <laughs> We're going to need a terabyte drive here. Yeah. <laughs> gonna need a bigger list. I got a two terabyte hard drive over there. You're going to need it. <laughs> it's already filled with movies. None we could talk about on the show. Uh-oh. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Yeah. Well, all right. It's <laughs> a different plot twist. <laughs> yeah, about that. So, um, one movie I did want to talk about, but the more I think about it, the more it's... There's no plot twist. It's just a cool movie. Was The Arrival with Charlie Sheen. Okay. Um, I'm thinking back, like, like, oh, The Arrival had a plot twist. And then in my head, I was like, where was it? Oh, wait, it didn't exist. That'll, that'll happen. <laughs> in your head, it existed yeah, for a moment. Like, oh, well, that was a great twist. No, 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 it wasn't. The kid, he knew he was an alien because he told him at the end to go tell his people. Like, there's no twist. We all knew it. <laughs> Touche. I'm calling myself an idiot in my head because I really wanted, like, oh, no, oh, damn it. Well, the one that you did mention in, in our previous episode with Edward Norton, uh, Primal Fear. I Oh, that's right. I did mention that. Yep, that. I did not remember the name of the movie, but I did uh, mention it. That's That was freaking insane when he's, like, finally coming out to him in the, mm. in the cell. Mm. And he's like, good for you, good Marty. What's what was the what was supposed to be the weak one? Was it Roy or no? Roy was the bad guy. The bad guy. He he was. I can't remember what his character name was. Um, I know the ending. I don't know as the far rest as of the Edward Norton goes. Like what? well, that, I mean, that's what that's what I'm saying. I can't remember who he called like the other personality. That was, was Roy. To be so weak. Oh, okay. Um, but you know, he the killer was actually. See, he's like so. There was no Roy. 
There was no whatever the yeah. other guy's name is. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, that was great, too. He's like, oh. da, 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 da. I just had to kill him, Mr. Van. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the Roy voice was his real voice. Yeah. <clears throat> so Roy um, was him. Yes. And the other guy was his Patsy. Mm-hmm. Good twist, though. Very good twist. And that gives me an idea for a quick new game, because I know we're running out of time. Yeah, we got some a little bit of time, but mm. all right, enough so for gonna, a game. I'm going to give you each an Oscar-winning movie, um, <laughs> hopefully that you've seen, but I want you to create a twist ending of it. Oh, okay. Right. Right. I will certainly try. So, I'm going to give Gavin the Joker. Oh, Wow. Uh, so the, you're talking about the, the new one? Yeah, the one with uh, Joaquin Phoenix. Okay. Um, well, I mean, so plot twist at the very end of the movie, you know, when he finally gets the, um, you know, gets the crowd involved and starts taking it out and they, a blood test comes into Bruce Wayne's or to, what was his father's name? Uh, Thomas Wayne. Thomas Wayne's desk that, oh, he actually was his kid. Ooh. All right. I like it. <laughs> Bruce, you have a brother. <laughs> Damn it. I gotta thing. share all this? Yeah, yeah. $80 billion? That's only gonna leave me 40 <laughs> Not to mention the taxes. Yeah. Right? It's yeah. ridiculous. Biden's gonna wipe me out on inheritance tax. <laughs> Sorry. Every president was gonna do that anyway. <laughs> Real quick before you Damn jump in. Uncle Sam. Would it be funny at the end of that, like when you're talking about the mom? But then it pans out to your ending. But then you see it go back to Joaquin, and he's dancing around again out there. And then all of a sudden it pans out like it's a TV screen, and it's a monitor, and Heath Ledger's sitting there. He's like, I kind of like that kid. <laughs> <laughs> like the cut of his gym. <laughs> <clears throat> so I'm going to give you this movie, and it did win an Oscar. Okay. Toy Story 4. Have you seen it? Uh, no, you oh. have to give me a different one here. Oh. <laughs> How have you not seen Toy Story? So basically anything I say is going to be a plot twist. <laughs> <laughs> or who knows, you might actually get it right. <laughs> or just be like, hey, the very ending, all of a sudden, whatever happens at the end of it, because I haven't seen it, and the next thing you know, Tom Hanks wakes up from, from a dream, and he's like, what the hell? That was crazy. <laughs> Quick side note, did you see they were coming out with a Buzz Lightyear movie? Yes, that looks cool, and Chris Evans is voicing Lightyear. Yep, really, I'm a little upset it's not Tim Allen, not yeah. gonna lie. Alright, I haven't seen this movie, but I'm assuming you have, Tony. Mm-hmm. Give me a plot twist for Brokeback Mountain. Oh, God. <laughs> it's a good thing I wasn't drinking, because I would have spit it all over my <laughs> Oh, man. Um, have you seen that movie? Yeah, I have. Okay. Give me the plot twist for Speaking Gay Cowboys. Speaking of Heath Ledger, <laughs> Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, oh, God, I don't know how you twist that up anymore. <laughs> you know, hang on a Maybe second. Maybe you untwist it. <laughs> Plot twist, there is no twist. So, alright. Ending. Um, instead of the end that happened, the two of them end up manning up saying, you know what? We're, gonna, we're just going to tell the world in this little farm town or mountain town that we live in. They're nervous, but Heath Ledger talks them into it, or 
I'm sorry, Jake Gyllenhaal talks Heath Ledger in there because he was a more closeted one. Mm. And he's like, come on, we're going to be strong. We're going to hold hands. We're going to walk right into the bar holding hands. And they walk in, and it's all the men are there just making out with each other. So it's like <laughs> the entire town who they were so worried about is all oh, homosexual. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and they look at each other, and they're like, yes. <laughs> Hi! <laughs> and then a disco ball pops down and it's a raining man comes on. There you and go. they all just join in and they dance until credits roll. Nice. I'm going to do Titanic. So. <laughs> she actually let him on the fucking raft? <laughs> no, no, the ship never crashed. <laughs> so Billy Zane clocks Leonardo DiCaprio. From that point on, the rest of it is a coma induced dream that Leo is in. So the sick the the ship doesn't hit an iceberg. It doesn't sink. He doesn't um, have sex in the car. None of that happens. As a matter of fact, he's just in a coma for the rest of his life, living out his coma dream. That's it. He, yeah, he doesn't even die. He doesn't die. No, no, he's just, just in a coma for the rest of his yeah. life. It's just a dream. You're now a vegetable. Yep. <laughs> Uh, we got we got a, a, a couple more minutes. Why don't you pick one more, and then we can all see if we can figure out for the same movie. Yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll just pick Gone one. with the Wind. <clears throat> that won an Oscar. It's been I so long. Really I need don't to remember find the a movie I've one. actually um, seen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen Gone with the Wind a few times, but it's been a very very long time. I I can't count the you know when I was twelve and we had to watch it in history class. <laughs> <laughs> Lord of the Rings: Return of the King won an Oscar. I have right. not seen that. I told you I don't watch The Lord of the Rings. I saw the first one and I just... And, uh, and Tony's fired. <laughs> For one movie. Yeah. <laughs> I get away with all the crap I haven't seen, but yeah, not you. You're the guy who is supposed to see everything. Listen here, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> There's still stuff that I don't like. <laughs> um, Alright, I haven't seen most of the Oscar winning movies, so I'm not going to lie. Let's just do John Wick. Give me a twist ending for John Wick. The first one. The first one. Um, yeah, so he kills the Russian mob. In the original movie, he kills the kid, and then he kills the kid's dad. Yeah. Because they killed William Defoe. Right. Honestly, if someone killed <laughs> William Defoe, I'd go hunt him down, too. I, I mean, exactly. Right? Um, he was the Green Goblin. Right? He was the Green okay. Goblin. Can't get rid of William Defoe. And also, he was in Boondock Saints. He was the FBI guy. He's been all over. Uh, uh, so, plot twist, he, uh, he gets back home. And um, it turns out his wife wasn't dead. Ooh. She was actually a member of the high table Ooh. the whole time. That would be a plot twist for number three. Well, touche. <laughs> but I'll give you this one. Because we, we don't know about the high table in the first one. Yeah. Well, but you don't she know about the int- high table until the second one. Yeah. But she could introduce it at the end of the first. Like, yes. I'm not dead. I'm part of what you know as the high table. <laughs> I went into hiding. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I faked cancer. Sudden yeah, yeah. onset stage four <laughs> cancer to get away from you. <laughs> All right, Tony, you're. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um... <laughs> you got a little more humor. All right, no, I got one. This one's a little goofy, but I've got one. I had a goofy one, damn it. Wait till you hear mine. Oh, God. <laughs> so John Wick gets back to home after killing the entire Russian mob, carrying his new dog, and he. Tells the dog the story. Like, you want to hear the shit I just did? 
And then a CGI dog stands up, grabs a Glock, cocks it, and he's like, great, I know what you could do, and I've got some enemies we got to go kill. And then he starts walking out the door with a handgun. The dog. <laughs> not John Wick. The dog. That's my plot twist, I think. See, mine was... I, I'll, I'll pick another one, but mine was goofy and it involved the dog. It was oh. going to be at the very end. They bring the exact same dog, and he's like, I thought he died. And what they did was somebody knew how much he loved it, so they'd taken blood samples of the dog and cloned it. So like, no matter how many times the dog gets killed, they can give him a brand new one. It's the exact same dog. <laughs> we don't ever want to piss you off again, so we've made clones. Hundreds yeah, they of just dogs. open up two doors, two sliding doors, and there's just a shit ton of dogs just waiting there. They're, just, they're all in like green bats floating. Yeah, they, they're never going yeah, to age. The other one I was going to say, though, is kind of stupid, too, but... Very end scene, you know, or kills everybody he has to kill, sitting there, and he's watching TV, and all of a sudden he starts hearing these voices kind of like in his head, and then he's like looking around, and then all of a sudden he sees Morpheus there, <laughs> and then all of a sudden he's like, next thing you know, he like wakes up and he's being unplugged. <laughs> I, know, <laughs> I, I know Gung Fu. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh man, that was a good game. Thank you very much, Patrick. Uh, but... We got, uh, we're about out of time uh, for this episode. Thank you, everyone, for joining us in Plot Twists. Hope we didn't ruin too much for you. For Movie Talks and Chill, we are your hosts. I'm Tony Serrato. I'm Gavin Butts. I thought I was Gavin Butts. Plot Twist! <laughs> <laughs> well, who are you? Patrick Wall. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody, go see a plot twist out there. Bet you didn't see that. Copy you later. <laughs> Don't forget, guys, you can visit us at our website, movietalksandchill.com. Email us at talktous at movietalksandchill.com or find us on our YouTube channel. Uh, you can also follow us on social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Movie Talks and Chill. You can listen to us on Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, coming soon to Apple Podcasts, CastBox, and Overcast. New episodes available every Wednesday. Talk to you then. Theme music for our podcast was composed, arranged, and performed by Paul The Rock. 